Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program, happening in your neighborhood today. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday, when we were side by side, beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davey, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Hello, Braden Harrington here. Well, with not Davy Porter. Davey Portman, sorry, I just said a shoot name. Well, I'm here with another friend. This is BD Elite. Every Wednesday night, we're your Dynamates. After Dynamite, we go live on Twitch, and we record this show, and we talk about AEW. And no, Davey P is not here, and uh, he has landed safely. He's okay. But uh, I thought I'd, I'd reach out for uh, uh, an unfamiliar voice on our kind of network, because I like to mix and mingle. And uh, it's someone that uh, I ran into and met for the first time during uh, Grand Slam weekend. I guess we could call it a week, if you will. But his name is a Mr. Cassidy, or should I call you the spoiler? Uh, you can call it whatever you want. I can go by Cassidy now. I mean, people know me as the spoiler. I haven't spoiled a lot uh, lately as much. I've been kind of taming it down we had a hot run though we were getting kicked out of nxt for spoiling stuff we were getting kicked out of everywhere but right now we've been uh they've just been enjoying stuff i spoiled some things a couple weeks ago though so i guess yeah never mind i guess i'm still <laughs> doing it yeah whatever i don't read ahead i don't want to be spoiled i don't don't tell me anything no uh yes uh welcome to the show good sir uh for, yeah, for those uh people who might not know you you're from uh bodyslam.net that's right man owner and founder and it was pretty much me for the first three years, but we got a lot of new people that have come on board to help me out. So we got a lot of new faces. So I've kind of stepped back from the bulk of the work just to do a lot of the backstage stuff and, you know, stick to just breaking my own stories more than just covering everybody else's stuff too. So got other people doing that. We got a lot of new faces, but yeah, man, body slam.net. That's been my baby and my project for the last few years. And um, it's finally getting some legs and getting some attention. So finally paying off a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, I did. I knew of uh, some of your stuff that I've seen all over like Twitter and stuff like that. And uh, I I didn't know you personally, but then we were going to Grand Slam in September for the, the Kenny Omega Danielson match had to be there. And uh, you and uh, your buddy, Brendan uh, Sockler, who's been on uh, mm-hmm. our, our last game 
um, which you guys showed up and you kind of, he kind of introduced us and we, we were chilling and I'm a Canadian who was traveling to the U S and well, you know, I did, I wasn't quite sure about those, uh, ice cream trucks that were selling that, that sweet, sweet devil's lettuce, but Mm -hmm. you were a kind enough gentleman to uh, say, Hey, it's Danielson and Omega. Let's oh, yeah. let's smoke this blunt, and I have oh, yeah. uh, forever held that as a as a thank you, and that's why right. I had to ask you to come and do a show with me. <laughs> More than happy to uh, <laughs> to partake and enjoy such things with you. And I just got back again from New York, and man, I uh, definitely in, took liberties of the convenience of such things in New York. It was one outside of the same same company, same truck, right outside the hotel. So that was awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean yep. now, I mean, in, in New York is. AEW territory, obviously, but now it's also GCW. I can, for those watching on the Twitch, you're wearing a GCW hat. So yeah, you went to, yeah. uh, you went to the show this past week, bro. It was, it was something else. I mean, I've heard, I've seen a lot of mixed reviews online, but dude, if you were there, I don't think anybody that was there has anything but flowers to give for that show and can like good things to say. It was, it was fun, man. It was a great time. It, reminded me a lot of an ECW show, which I've went to in the nineties, you know, so I went to an ECW pay-per-view in 1998. So it's, uh, which, it was uh, which one Russell Palooza. It was in uh, Marietta, Georgia, which is where I'm actually from. It's where I was born. Okay. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, no, I went to that and, uh, it just, it was brought back a lot of memories for, from that time period and just the funness of the show. And man, I mean, not, even ECW didn't put that many people in that building. WWE didn't put that many people in the building ring of honor, new Japan. So it was fun, man. It was a great, great time. And I was really proud. Of, there's a lot of my friends that work that show. So I was really proud to see my boys, uh, you know, do something special, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I could imagine. I could only imagine. I, I'm not an avid GCW viewer. I have ordered uh, some of their pay-per-views before. And uh, I, I was looking forward to, I started getting that bug of like WrestleMania weekend and stuff and mm-hmm. all the big shows they had planned, like definitely had my attention. So we did order this one uh, last week and yeah, it, it, it was so much fun. That Lucha match. I know I talked about it with, Oh my uh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's like, that chicken fight destroyer spot is one of the craziest things I've seen. I watched wrestling. it back again today and I've only, I only caught one real like botch and that was the finish really where like, I don't know what yeah. ASF was trying to do. Who knows? Okay, Never supposed know. to happen we'll never but know. it looked like gringo was supposed to land on him because gringo was doing a you know a splash off of whatever crazy concept they had planned and uh missed him then it was just like ah shit boom package pile driver or whatever for the finish <laughs> but god that yeah. match was nuts bro and i was actually all over the place for that one because i was up on the stage actually bro. so i was in the front row on the stage i actually bought the tickets from brendan uh sokler who had bought the tickets from KG, Kevin Gill, uh, ended up selling Brendan the tickets. Brendan's cat had some kind of surgery and couldn't go, so ended up signing oh, up buying one of the tickets, and somebody else bought the other one. So we were in KG's yes. original it, seats. Was it my boy? Was it Sino, our boy John? I yeah, don't know that's right. That, I yeah. couldn't remember. It was John. I couldn't remember where. You were. You were actually told me, I was like, hey, you're going to be hanging out with John. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Brendan didn't tell me who bought the ticket yet because he actually mistagged me. For some reason, when he was tagging everybody on it, he tagged the wrong Twitter handle. So I didn't even uh, see any of the stuff he was posting all day. I was like, I even commented. I was like, no wonder I didn't know what was going on. You just tagged me on Twitter. Yeah. So you so, got to sit with my boys. See, yeah. But that looked like a, I, it looked like a fun event, though. Yeah. And I was all over the place, too, because uh, my, my boys that weren't wrestling, you know, the guys that were there hanging out, like uh, some of the young, dumb and broke guys that I was hanging out with and some people, they were like right there in the corners kind of watching. So I was like going down there and hanging out with them. And 
bouncing up and down. I was all over the place, man, going and seeing yeah. Thunder Rosa. Some of the, um, <laughs> my friend Kate, uh, Hensler was there from Fightful and the Mark Water podcast and all those, the Shining Wizards guys were there. So I was going to see them. SP3 from the True Hill Heat podcast was there. So I was going and seeing him. So I was all over the place, man. I was, and I was drunk. So <laughs> I was like, whoo. I was all over the spot, bro. I was having a good time. I was, I, mean, I was having yeah. a good time. I got, I got so many texts from people. They're like, man, it looks like you're having a real good time. I'm like, can you see me? They're like, yeah, dude, you're right on stage. We can see you the whole time. I'm like, I am definitely having a good time. <laughs> so I, I lived up to the brand of just me having a good time wherever I go. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's definitely wrestling. And that was, that was us at our, Arthur Ashe for sure. Mm-hmm. We definitely went and had a fantastic oh, time. And I, I missed that. And re- I mean, here in Canada, you know, I, we're not, we don't have this bump in uh, like indie scene and stuff. We had quite a few, few things that were catching on, but the pandemic has just put it dead in its tracks. I mean, WWE did that before the pandemic. They definitely swept those indies there, but uh, yeah. it's, it's crazy to see that something like GCW can uh, continue on and, and do that well, but it looked like, it looked like a riot. I, I've, I want to go to a show, uh, a GCW show one, one day. And uh, I, I got to get that off the bucket list, but uh, you have to. Wh- it, yeah. I tell everybody that it's, even if you're not a fan of GCW, I, and, and you're a fan of wrestling, you need to go and give it a shot because if you're not a fan, you're probably going to be a fan. When you leave, uh, you're going to see something there that is for you. That's definitely what your taste in wrestling is. And you're probably going to find stuff that you didn't think you liked that you now like a lot more because you saw it, you know, you saw it from a different vantage point and from a different perspective. And yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, you have to go to a GCW show. I will say that it's, it's definitely, you know, and, and some people still might not like it. It might not be for everybody, but they have such a broad spectrum of wrestling that they offer you. They give you a little bit of everything. It's like a fucking circus show, man, because they have, you know, they have everything they have your, like you said, there's a Lucha match. There was, uh, there was, well, you're supposed to get a pure match like John Gresham and Blake, but instead you got a, just a stupid that match, was match between yeah. Leo and Blake instead. You get something for everything, you know, and on their show. And it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that people need to check out if you're a wrestling fan. And this, that environment too is like nothing else, man. It's electric in that building, even any building that they go to. I've been to numerous GCW shows. In uh, every place, every time I go, it's just the atmosphere is something else. It's something special. And I haven't seen anything like it since the nineties when I was riding that peak wave of ECW when I was 15 to 18 years old and traveling the country, then going and watching shows, getting my mom to drop me off, talking to me like you can drop me off at this. uh, You can drop me off and go find something to do for two and a half, three hours and just pick me up. Cause my mom didn't want to go watch that shit. So yeah, she She wasn't a fan of Sandman. Tommy Dreamer. No, she liked WCW, but you know, I mean, that wasn't her thing. (laughs) She didn't like the, she didn't like the blood and the cussing and the, whatever yeah. and the yeah the, the boobs so yeah she was always just doing to go and watch a movie while i go and hung out and watch you know ecw for three hours so it was it's like the same things. thing it, yeah it it's does, very it's much the same similar it, it's very similar it's a sim- similar feel and i think they're on on top of it with the streaming stuff i think it, they're pretty on par like they look they look like a, a solid product with their production values uh pretty good so. yeah and i mean it's funny too because i was talking because i did i interviewed like 12 of the GCW roster last week leading up to Hammerstein. I did an interview series where I interviewed so many of them, a lot of them. I interviewed uh, ASF, also Gringo Loco from that match, Kevin Gill, Emil, Emil J. You should check out all of them, but those are all really good. Jimmy Lloyds was good. Tony Deppens was good. Uh, who else did we do? Jack Cartwheel. 
God, dude, I did so many. I'm losing track of them, but go check them out. They're on our YouTube. They're all really good. But uh, we all t- compared it to that barely legal push, you know, for ECW when they were getting on pay-per-view and just the feel of the whole thing. And uh, man, it was 100%. Yeah. Special, oh, yeah. Special, yeah. Bro. Yeah. I, I, I was uh, or right when I was ordering the pay-per-view. I think I joked to my roommate. I said, uh, is Nick Gage backstage doing the Paul Heyman uh, barely legal speech? What is it? Because this is Man, the dance. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to drop a little news for on you guys, a little, a little dirt. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Nick Gage, real, that, that whole thing, Nick Gage really wasn't almost there. That was real. Like, damn. That situation with Nick, when he posted that video the other day of like, I might not be, why aren't you going to be there? Talk to GCW manager about it. That, that was a real thing. There was some a lot of stuff going on there. And apparently two days before the pay-per-view, they had a dinner and worked it out, obviously, as you saw during the match. There is the paper match showed you. But a lot of things were shuffled around, I'm pretty sure, because of how that happened. Because they, like I said, two days before the pay-per-view, they worked things out with Nick to actually appear and put all the issues that they had had and the trouble that was going on there to bed and fixed it. So he showed up on the thing, which obviously changes a lot of stuff because that's now going to be your main event, whatever Nick's doing, you know? So like, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff around, yeah. I think it made a lot of changes, but uh, yeah, yeah Nick the guy, to be there. It, he needs to be there. He had to be there. And it would have been just, just a shame if he wasn't, especially in that, uh, in that, that type of moment. And it was a good for him to come back, especially after that. Cause um, like you say, he took some time off to heal his mind, body, and soul, you know, a little, a little rehab, I think as well for him. So it worked out. He's doing great. It looks like I talked to him a little bit. So man, I'm just proud of all those guys, man. It was such a big, big night for everybody you know no it looks super fun uh and yeah and jeff jarrett's my world's remix was lit so it was so good uh what about aew dynamite it was a fun show tonight man yeah i did i always try to watch it yeah do you usually watch the one i I watch live yeah it's definitely the one show yeah if i watch anything it has become since its incarnation it has been the show that i definitely watch uh it's it re Vital. I thought I definitely was was super into wrestling when NXT was in its mm-hmm. great run with the, the hot takeovers. But when AEW, when the indies were getting crazy hot, with New Japan was getting super hot there, and and everything came together with AEW, I so just got so invested. It just felt so uh, so much fun to be a fan yeah. and watch it and just jump into it. Speaking of those takeovers, man, I did those too. So I went to the first takeover through everyone at full sale until they finally went on the road and i didn't go to the you know so i went to every takeover in full sale and i got to see that rise i saw all the debuts they had there and you know none of that compares to you know that run that ac or AEW had and you know honestly i've had more fun going to gcw lately than i did (laughs) it's just more it's more it's like the atmosphere i just like the environment yeah it's just it's a better it's it's more me i'm a dive bar guy you know (laughs) yeah yeah it's the it's pretty, yeah. ECW, GCW would be the dive bar aspect of. Uh, it's a totally different fan set too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's one yeah. thing too. Like the AEW fans are, or I mean the AEW fans are closer to the GCW fans if you think. But the NXT fans, when I was good during that NXT full sale run, was that was a tough crowd to be a part of. Man, I really got annoyed by that. I had more fun going to the food trucks and getting food by myself than sitting in part of that crowd. But it's whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I find that that the AEW crowds are are pretty fun. But then, I mean, sometimes when I watch these shows, I'm thinking, is there problems with the mics, or does this crowd just like not care? Because in certain crowds, like it seems, I'm at a lot of them, and usually what they do is they have the mics, uh, the mic set up for the ring and not for the crowd as much because I think they're on TV and they don't want to catch those holy shits and like you fucked up and all those chants that might get them in trouble with those sensors and then have to do the editing. So I think they're micing up more of the ring noise and. 
uh, the levels they do, they kind of tone the ring. Cause I, people always ask me, they're like, what's the crowd? Why does this crowd suck? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Look at my videos and I'm posting on Twitter and it's like a totally different, you know I mean? You can just hear it totally different. So I think a lot of times it has to do with uh, TV and being that like, you can't really control what the crowd is going to say, but yet that can cost you some money. So, you know, cause Tony will always come out before the shows and be like, all right, guys, you know, you know, please remember, try not to say anything, you know, on TV, <laughs> like no holy shits and, you know, no, don't swear on TV. So I think a lot of that has to do with that. I mean, I don't know for a fact, you know what I mean? That's just me just yeah, listening. Yeah. Cause you can hear, you can hear the ring. And sometimes when you're sitting in the crowd, I can even hear, uh, cause they've got those big, uh, clear sound amplifying things to pick up, like pointed at the ring. So like you can actually sometimes hear the them talking if they're too close to that, like to the corner, like the two wrestlers talking to each other when you're in the crowd because it's banging that sound out and kind of taken away from it's not pointing at the fans. It's pointing at the ring. So I think it has a lot to do with this what they're trying to catch and I suppose is what they're trying to like not be responsible yeah. for. Sometimes yeah. sometimes they're like they're they're super hot crowds. And you know what? Yeah. I thought I thought I was at the beginning of this show because it starts off with a match that you would figure is hot, but maybe some Fans are maybe not uh, thinking the same way. Well, we're starting off uh, AEW Dynamite from Wednesday, January 26th, and it does start off at this beach break. I don't know many beaches in Ohio. I got corrected. There's There's one. (laughs) There's a good beach? No, I don't want to say it was good, but there's apparently a beach in Cleveland because I asked this question on Twitter, and the people of Cleveland were quick to talk shit to me about how there is a beach. Uh, I asked if there was palm trees because all the graphics had palm trees and they're like, no, there's no palm trees. They showed it to me and you saw it in the, in the, in this episode, it was frozen, completely fucking frozen. And it looked like where even a wave had frozen where it looked like there was like a crest of like where the water was like an ice block bigger than the actual. So it looked cold as shit, dude. It looked like they were in like part of like game of Thrones up North. Like they were taking this down the wall, but apparently that there is a beach, but there is no palm trees. And, uh, it was like 10 degrees. So, <laughs> I mean, it's freezing here in Toronto and it, it looked freezing there. So I, it's funny oh, that they're God. doing a show called beach break in a really cold spot, but bless them. I guess it was solely because you're featuring uh, orange Cassidy in this one. And that was like his move yeah. is the beach break. So it doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't really understand it. I thought it was obvious to me. Do that it on like, a oh, beach. Gargano or Gargano is going to do something. Maybe is what I yeah. was thinking, but you got a bait and switch there, but yeah, at least they filmed the, uh, the little vignettes and promos on a beach on in a beach. Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> that was in Jacksonville. So, I mean, Hey, but they used an actual beach. So it makes it feel like they're going to fight on the beach they, yeah. as they should. It, that would be the match, the beach, beach blast 94 style or whatever yeah, it was. Just yeah. Do it. No. That would be great. I, I would be for, I liked when they did it on the boat and I want them to do it on a beach. They should do it well, in the WCW mall of America. did it twice on a beach. Like back yeah. in the day, they had the one with Hogan invader in the cage. And then they had the other one uh, a couple of years before that out there, I think too, or another one. Maybe I, I, w- like AEW should do the mall of America. They should do a show there, just like the the Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. one. Uh, I'm trying to think of like they should do. No, it, was a show. it was the first Nitro. Nitro, sorry, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm a WCW diehard, bro. Yeah, so yeah. you're speaking my language <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they should do it in like weird places like that because honestly, it's like it changes it up. It looks cool. Uh, maybe just not the bike rallies. In, uh, I don't know, dude. Sturgis was the shit back in the day, man. That was wild, dude. There was hundreds of, there was like a hundred thousand people there. Yeah, yeah. Like that's insane. I mean, that's, I mean, they didn't make shit for money off of it. Yeah, know? exactly. But the exposure and the setting yeah. was cool. 
I mean, that's kind of like when they did that one at Venice Beach or wherever it was in, in California with that Hogan Vader one, dude. There was a shitload of people on the beach, but you can't sell, how you sell tickets to that? I mean, you can sell yeah. probably some, but like, I mean, it's like anybody can just walk up to it. It's a fucking public beach. So it was be like great. the Mall of America. I think anybody got to go to that one for free unless you were sitting right there in the seat. So like you could just be shopping and hanging out upstairs and watching that shit for free. But imagine you just you're just on a beach, just walking around and oh look, here's Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. Well, um, I think Beyond Wrestling did that this summer, didn't they? They had a bat, a borat borscht, borscht at the beach or something like that. I know Marsh, my my friend Masha Slamovich was wrestling at it. I need to look up the name, but there was one this summer, an indie show on a beach, and it was apparently badass. So there you go, more beach wrestling. But what's in- funny to me is, so did you notice this week they on Dynamite they started the ladder match uh, with everybody already in the ring, right? And the, the introductions guys, yeah. were gone. Both guys. That's exactly what GCW did this weekend too with their ladder match. Oh, that's funny. true. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same thing with their ladder match to like in it it helps with time. I mean, they were worried about time. You know, I mean, I'm shocked. Cody Cody usually gets half an hour on the show just to Oh. His entrance is yeah. so awesome. Usually not awesome and good, but just like because he soaks I, in those <laughs> booze. He just he just draws them in so well and is so oblivious to it. It's yeah. great. But so this match here today this is i mean cody's on this weird run where he thinks he's the baby face is he the baby face it's all it's, up to our, it's perfect healed him it's so great it's, it's this it's, thing we've it. never seen before yeah i personally still i did not like his promo last week but uh, i still am a fan of cody and the fact that he gets people so heated uh, he's clearly doing something right uh i i think but he's going up against sammy guevara cody beat sammy for that tnc title and everyone was pissed and then Cody got what he he was near someone who had COVID. So he went to isolate for two weeks and then there was an interim title. And now we're going to find out who the true, you know, champion of TNT slash TBS is in this rematch. And uh, yeah, I mean, this, this, this has story because Cody has beaten Sammy now twice. Uh, so there's still like, there's, there's still Cody playing the, the 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 baby face here even though you could hear some booze for sammy uh i did think mm-hmm. uh yeah, as were. well yeah uh well this this starts off with them like doing the handshake thing they start they start to wrestle and then get a bit more vicious and vicious uh there's then the clothesline uh from cody that he's like this running one on the outside that looked nasty um there was a superplex off a ladder at one point from cody again looked crazy um, there was the commercial break when we see Cody setting up more ladders. There's a figure four with a ladder when we're back. And then there's this spot that I have never seen in pro wrestling. Um, that, yeah, we were talking about that GCW chicken fight destroyer spot. Clearly someone here tonight, Sammy Guevara said, hold my beer because there's two ladders set up. Cody is climbing it to grab the two TNT titles. And Sammy does a leapfrog off the top rope like basically Mario jumping off one ladder, flying over the other ladder in midair, catches Cody with the, the, the cutter, the RKO, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And they crash to the mat. This spot was absolutely insane. And that's not even the, probably the highest spot, the craziest spot of the match. I, you know? I think it will. Oh, I thought it was. This what about the swanton of, off the top onto the other yeah, ladder? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Dude. this just, this one was like Jeff Hardy when he got speared off that, that yeah. ladder. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just off the, uh, the way he landed on that swanton to the other ladder, there was no Crazy. give on that other ladder. And oh my God, it looked, 
that made yeah. me nervous. I was nervous. I was nervous during that. I was nervous watching my boys do that one this week. And when they, here's the here's where they didn't here's where they didn't screw up like half of the GCW. They had more than one ref holding the ladder. Yeah, there's supposed to be the ladders. Everybody was telling me. All my friends were like, all the people there, the, all the GCW guys. Ah, oh, there was three. There was three holding the ladder. I was like, dude, no, there wasn't. There was one, and the other guy moved the ladder, and the other guy not didn't know what he was doing. He was all out of place. One person was holding the ladder. At least they had more. That's why there was three refs down yeah. that night. So they, yeah, they uh, had we were in a group chat. Glass. My buddy was bitching. He's like, why are there refs in a ladder match? I'm like, dude, to help with the time. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? There's going to have to hold ladders and help organize shit and move stuff out of the ring to make sure people don't get hurt. He was just bitching about it. And I was like, how does it make you feel knowing there's not just one ref? There's three running around. He's like, there's three. He was like, oh, son of a bitch. And he was all bitch. I'm like, dude, they need it. They're going to, it's the only way to make this pull off without killing each other. And then you see why it's, they have to, they have to hold these ladders. Yeah, for these guys. I mean, yeah, there was an, there was another spot. There was the crossroads off the ladder from Cody. Oh, that, God, was, yeah, yeah. that was nasty. Oh yeah. And then that Sammy was hit the rope once too, from the top of that ladder where he hit that rope on like from when he fell and it looked, it hit his face instead of like point, catching under his you know armpits or whatever. He hit his fucking face. Yeah, I mean, ladder match is pretty scary. This is where Fuego Del Sol is like, hey, man, Cody, stop this, which gets a mixed reaction from the crowd, which then gets a bigger mixed reaction when Cody hits him with the Tiger driver, uh, sends him back, which was pretty funny. I like that they're like, why is Fuego even in there? Like, yeah, JR was mad. Yeah, but it's funny too because it still plays up the whole like that's not Fuego Dose or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that Cody isn't Fuego Dose. I really love that. Yes, yes, too fast, too Fuego. Yes, uh, I don't know how Sammy does this move, but the GTH, the go to hell, it still looks like he's just nailing the guy in the head, but hits Cody with that. He goes to try to climb, but Cody comes, they're hanging at one point upside down. Uh, they're, they're hanging at like the titles, yeah. but uh, we finally get to finish with. Uh, well, we mentioned that Swanton already, where where he oh. jumped off the the thing here, but he crushes him. Eventually, Sammy smacks Cody with the title off the top. He drops to the ground, and Sammy wins it. He's the the true undisputed TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. But yeah, yeah. this match was crazy. Some of these spots yeah. were very. Wow, old school. They took different spots from famous ladder matches almost mm-hmm. and put them all all together. But what did you think? That match was, dude, I, that was an opener. Like that match was incredible. Like, and I, I was tweeting about it. I was just like, holy shit. And then a few minutes later, I was like, once again, holy shit. And I was just, I didn't know how many times they keep saying it because they just kept making me say, holy shit. It was, that was an insane opening match. Uh, terrific ladder, ladder match. And yeah, Cody didn't even have to bleed. He didn't bleed. I feel like he yeah. was trying. Why, do you, I feel like why he, did I feel like he was supposed to? Why else did yeah. he have that per, new freshly peroxided he head? Somebody yep. talked about that on my Twitter. I was like, man, Cody's <laughs> very, uh, very peroxided Bleached. out today. And they were like, it's probably because of the blood. I'm like, oh, that he makes sense. Bleed. You know, Rick flared up real good, you know, freshly blonded so that he can really shine that red out. But it didn't happen. So where do you uh, go with Cody here? Because now Sammy is the champion. I'm I'm actually, I was shocked that Sammy won, but I was actually happy. It makes it a lot more interesting. Cody didn't need that title to begin with here with this story, but it was a good, it was a good feat for Sammy to get over that. But Sammy can go on and have all amazing feuds with so many different people. But where does, Co- is Cody, does it eventually get more heated? Does he rival with someone else or... Well, weren't they teasing some other stuff during this too? Like, wasn't he starting to feud with like uh, Andrade? I mean, he's. I feel like he's still feuding What's with Andrade. All these doing, people. yeah, you know I, I don't mean? know. Like, he's always. I mean, he can do something. He's feuding know? with he's these people. Yeah, he'll do uh, something. Well, after that awesome ladder match, which I, I 
can't recommend enough. We go to a beach break update from Tony Schiavone. And yes, yeah. we go to the beach. Finally, you see it. It looked beautiful, right? It's it's the Fortress of Solitude, basically, here. Literally, it I was waiting cold. for the dragon on the other side from fucking Game of Thrones yeah, to be out there. Dude. This, it was this crazy. is so fun. Okay, so uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks are here, but they're in their... Powerhouse shirtless, too. Yeah, it's their beach attire. So he's yeah. in his overalls and a brown fur coat and, like, ski goggles on his head, sunglasses. And then Starks is in, like, a whole snowboard ski outfit with goggles. Uh, this was al- already in the running for best fit 2022 i know there's going to be red carpets at what the oscars or whatever else Mm. has to happen but this is instantly the best look uh tony shivani is interviewing them and he says he's freezing and he's selling that we don't they're 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 making fun of the fact that it's he looked cold tony looked cold (laughs) yeah and hobbs told him to man up too wearing that strong ass fur dude he was looking yeah he he looked they looked great this is this is uh this is great just a look this is a a look here this is wallpaper material for someone out there uh but i laughed so hard that the fact that they actually went to the beach and it's ice and snow Mm -hmm. uh we go to cleveland's own which i didn't realize was cleveland's own Mm -hmm. the war dog wardlow he comes out here and he just crushes Three pop too. Yeah, yeah. They the that's what I mean. This crowd sounded weak, and then that that Cody match like perked them up because after those crazy that crazy what they match, probably they did hyped. too is they probably turned the levels up for that one so you could hear the crowd more. You know, what I mean, when they did it, just sure, because they knew it was going to be like that, and they probably did it for the MGF stuff too. I mean, yeah. here it was loud for Wardlow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had to commentary. He's way over, man. He, yeah, it was like that is. Raleigh. It's been like that everywhere I've been when I've seen yeah. him. Like the crowd's big for Wardlow. I mean, they see it. They know that he's going to be this. He's going to be a future star. And he's like, I consider him homegrown talent. You know, what I mean, I, I barely had heard of him on the indie scene before they signed him at all. No, me neither. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, he power bombs these guys to oblivion. They say it's the power bomb symphony. I think there was like five, six, seven power bombs, one on top of the other. Yeah, it's over. Uh, Wardlow wins. So yeah, Wardlow getting that that crazy. I, I mean, when it happens, it'll be great with the MJF yeah. stuff. But they're they're setting him up to look like a monster. Oh, his turn. His his turn's happening sooner than you think. It's happening. Yeah, it's probably happening with the things there. Yeah, the things. It'll, I mean, Spears too. I think that's fun. I like I like that. How Spears just wanted to go in and just waffle him with the chair, and then Wardlow was like, "Nah, dog." <laughs> not doing it and it's the chairman ah, spears is all disappointed huh all right big guy we'll let it slide yeah gosh like, ah, screw him i love i like spears is fun so that'll probably be the match before you get uh of course before you get mj oh yeah you'll probably get you'll get the spears program with wardlow first and then they eventually will you know it's like triple h and batista like the wrestlemania 21 build it's like he's still his boy but he's like slowly every week it's like hmm He's he's gonna beat the shit out of both yeah. Sean Spears and MJF at one point. Just murder Sean Spears too with with chairs, with oh, chairs. Really of course, he'll love Spears it. Spears is so good chairs. at that role too of just like being the chairman. Really, really, no, just really making somebody look really fucking good. You know what I mean? Like he's like perfect. Wardlow. Yeah, he's gonna make Wardlow look. I mean, Wardlow always always looks strong. You know what I mean? But he's gonna really make him look like a fucking superstar because he's going to do he's going to just carry not carry him in the ring but just going to be able to just you know having a i hate to say good hand but that's what he is you know what i mean somebody yeah. that's just a good person to have in the ring that you know is going to be able to protect greener talent 
uh, help tell a story and get a, get a story across and just do all these other little things with them that just really makes them just their stock so much more and elevated along the way. And that's why WWE did that with every new person they brought in. They fed them to Sean Spears, Ty Dillinger and NXT. That was yeah, every, yeah. every, every new debut, every new person that came in, they had to wrestle Ty Dillinger because he's going to teach you the WWE way to work and he's going to make you look good on your way up. And that was their program. That was what happened every time. And that was like literally the plan. And that's, you know, you see it happening here too. You know what I mean? Like you get, <laughs> you get, and there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? Because he knows how to make these guys look good, pull great matches out of talent. That's a little bit greener and you don't have to worry about like what's going to happen in there because you know that he's going to just do his job. And his job is, you know, wasn't that the storyline? The good yeah. hand. He was a yeah. Good hand. That was the storyline when he yeah, came yeah. in, and they did a good job making that. You know what I mean? Like it's true, but it's making it into a storyline. But that's what he is. That's it's, yeah. it's awesome. He's awesome. I'm a big Spears. I'm a big Sean Spears fan. Shout out Sean Spears. And we go to Canadian, yes, right? that's true. Yeah, Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, another Canadian on the show, Erico. He comes down to the ring with proud and powerful. But during the entrance, they walk off without him. Gave him a shoulder from Yeah, too, the cold shoulder. The, yeah, the cold shoulder past. here. As Jericho's pyro. So he does. I think it was Santana, pump. wasn't it? Was yeah, it Santana yeah. that gave him the shoulder? So Jericho and Proud and Powerful, six man tag against 2.0 and Garcia. I here. love those guys. And yeah, I, yeah, they, they all, all these guys here. I mean, uh, this, this match, the story is Proud and Powerful don't need Jericho they're, they're basically we don't need you essentially it's not a breakup quite there yet uh so they they ignore Jericho in this they're pretending he doesn't exist and they do the whole match themselves they're doing all their their classic moves there's some splashes tagging in and out uh Garcia though is beating down on Ortiz during picture in picture um we get a Samoan driver from Santana as he fights back and tags in there's these roll through cutters there's a powerbomb lariat combo still ignoring Jericho Finally, there's a, a moment when all the three guys are fighting the two. Jericho gets up there, hits the Judas effect, which allows Santana to hit a pile driver on Matt Lee and get the win. But Jericho didn't do anything except the elbow and kind of says, oh, you didn't need me. Looks like you may have needed me just a little. And then, he, then he didn't celebrate yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. So and he didn't celebrate. Then he no, left they him up on the stage while they sat in the ring and he was just kind of laughing like, uh-huh, look at that. And it was very good. Good, good storytelling. You know what I mean? But, I mean, they're taking a real thing where everyone is like, oh, proud and powerful are being wasted in this inner circle yeah, Jericho I, thing. Yeah, I hear it a lot right? that Jericho holds them back and they, they use that. They're using it as a storyline, which is what they've done. What we just said with the hand thing with the, you know Sean Spears, they do a good job of that. Yeah. And I think it kind of adds to the, you know, because we're the AEW is a very smart marquee, no you know, crowd. And I think that it plays into that because it's like takes the stuff that you hear them bitching and saying on Twitter, you know what I mean? And then it's just like, oh yeah, see, see, we knew it was true. And it just it feeds that. It feeds that. It's so it's smart booking at the same time to tap into that, like what your company's built around. That's that fan base. You know what I mean? That's the internet smart marquee fans or the AEW's diehards. No offense. No, I'm Yep. I fall into that. You know what I mean? I don't care. I mean, we all do. I mean, you have to admit most AEW fans, the ones that know what's going on are more in tune to the dirt sheet, the news, the backstories, the histories and stuff. It, but you, when you get there, you do see the people that come to AEW because they, 
and they're surprised. I love to go into the shows and you hear, I didn't know this guy was doing wrestling still. You know what I mean? Because they're just the casual fans that should have because they heard Brian Daniel Bryan was here now and didn't know he was even Brian Danielson. Or they're like, oh, I saw Chris Jericho on TV. I didn't know he was even wrestling. And you get those fans. But for the yeah, most part, yeah, you yeah. know, it is a different – they play very well into that uh, their their audience. And, yeah, using that – Real real life into real, the storyline. Real life line, shit yeah. into the storyline is great. But, yeah. And it will lead to something good for P&P. Eventually, we'll get a, the title shots and stuff down the line. They're definitely yeah. destined for that. So there's no there's no rush. I, I feel like you don't need to necessarily do a, uh inner circle crazy breakup thing. But it, you could you could do that. Um, um, but – PMP just being on their own while still like associated or whatever. But it's the story right now is they're they they yeah. like, we don't need you. We don't need you, yeah. Jericho. Uh Lance Archer, he's got a promo. He's talking about Hangman Page and how he has a title shot in and he's challenging him to a match. And it's gonna be a Texas death match. And they have a great clip where you there's a sit down of Hangman with the title. And like the producer of the segment says, oh, here's the contract and Hangman accepts. But then the producer has to say, oh, actually, it's a Texas death match. And Hangman's reaction is, a what? A what? A Texas death match. I hope they have a Texas death match in Florence, South Carolina. To kind of go along with this beach break being in Cleveland, <laughs> bullshit. Uh, I mean, well, like... wait a second. I mean, you're, you're getting. We're not getting ahead of ourselves for a second, if that makes sense. Because in two weeks is when this match is happening, uh, and someone told me this match is happening in Atlantic City. Yeah, that okay, where... that's even better because I saw that they were in Texas like three or four times the next month. So why not just build it a little, a little longer Wouldn't to get just into wait that till Texas. Or why not Texas have beach break when they're in like Galveston, Texas, or wherever they're going to be? Or like, how about when they come back to Florida for the beach next, like next week or whenever it is when they're in Jacksonville in two weeks or three weeks I or don't whatever? Know. Like, there's I... a lot of stuff that's questionable, but <laughs> so yeah, okay. So the te- I was joking, I was just making a joke. So really, the Texas death matches in two weeks, New Jersey at, at Atlantic City. That's even better. That's crazy. Uh, Probably yeah. There's not in Texas, so why not just yeah. why not just call it something like a boardwalk? You know what I mean? Like talk shit about that. I mean, make that. You know, it's because it's his. Yeah, it's because I know. I mean, I get that it's his thing. He's and he's from Texas, and he's from Texas. Whatever quarter. (laughs) Wasn't he a quarterback at like UTEP or somewhere like that? Crazy. He's big. Yeah, he's big. Uh, I I I like Lance Archer in those Texas death matches. So I am. I think this match will be all right. Um, It's a good TV program for Hangman here before we kind of get to the next one. Um, But yeah, um, he says. He's going to, everybody dies. He quotes his song. He says he's going to kick out of all his moves and stuff. So, yeah, um, two weeks. I wonder if we get uh, Lambert with him and Jake Roberts or just Jake Roberts for this one. Yeah, it's a bit much with it's both of them. Uh, I feel like Lambert needs to find the right person. First, he found what he says is real men, and it's like the two male model guys. And then now he wants a real man who's already got, like, a really good promo. So I'm not saying Lambert's not a good talker to the, don't know yeah. if he needs – we already has Jake. I feel like you could have just done Jake confronting Hangman uh, without – Yeah, it's, there's no there's a lot of no rhyme and reason to this, some, w, some AEW yeah. booking, but it is what Some it of is. it, yeah. I mean, well, con, continuing that uh, sediment right there, Cassidy, because our next segment is – I'm a good – I can segue to like a son of a bitch, can't Jurassic I? Express <laughs> is backstage. That means it's Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. And Matt Hardy is there with – private party and they mentioned that private party is a high-ranked team here which means they're getting a shot 
at Jurassic Express and not like those ass boys, the gun club. Um, and then they they say that they're ranked and that Matt Hardy like number pl- one. Yeah, they I thought I thought that the acclaimed were. Is that because they lost now? Yeah, I, I guess they were. Not, they fell yeah. down to like number two or something. Yeah, but. possibly. Well, they say private part. Matt Hardy says private party is the best tag team since myself and my brother, referring to the Hardy bro, the Hardy boys, and says it's their time. And then Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Christian, they're like, all right, cool, we'll see you. And Jungle Boy says that private parties watches are fake. Which is a fun nod to the like it's their time. And his time uh, is fake. Right. Yeah, witty. Yes. Like, ah, <laughs> smart po- promo work. But speaking of two haphazardly booked fuck uh, things, like the Hardy, wait, no, AHFO now, because it's now the Andrade Hardy. Yeah, say, you got to say it correctly with your chest the AHFO. Hey, the AH. AH. Yeah. Uh so that's just a hodgepodge of what the fuck booking. And don't even get me started on this Jurassic Express like deal because that's a sensitive subject to me right now, honestly, with my boy Marco apparently getting Yeah, true. Marco seems to to He's open uh, for bookings. We had a long talk, a little heart to heart this week, because that's my boy. I've been worried about him. Wow. I know he's doing the voice. I know he's doing the voice, that's but awesome. he's good. He's good. He's doing good. But that's I mean, awesome that he's on the voice. Yeah, I mentioned that a few weeks ago when that that story was out because that's that's so cool. I'm so excited yeah. to see it. Uh, I feel like the wrestling community, the wrestling fan community, will support him. And oh god, he's like so I, I'll never watch bro. the voice, but now now I'll watch. I'll watch, it. Every I'll I'll watch every week. I'll watch every week, and I, I'm the same way. I never will watch the voice in my life. Yeah. I never watched it more than like. 10 minutes because this one of my female friends was like, we got my voice. And I turned it on, but dude, I will watch, I will watch every episode when Marco was on it. And like, I, that yeah. was when I went up for grand slam, I stayed an extra day just to go to emo fight because Marco was performing and I surprised him there. And he was, you know, didn't know I was even there. Uh, Cause I didn't tell him I was coming up for even for grand slam. So it was, uh, that's my dude. I a little salty that they, yeah. you know, that he's no longer part of Jurassic express and probably, I guess on his way out, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, he'll they be traded, fine, man. He'll be fine. He'll make. He'll be actually get used in properly places. I think. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, you know what? I think it be, could be a good thing too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually, I do, I do, because uh, I liked him before. Uh, he got that buzz before EW, and definitely why he got picked. Well, I mean, up he there, got the buzz from GCW. So that's right, I mean, exactly. Know, he'll that's be right, right back there. He was there this weekend. That's where I got to yeah. see my guy. He got to do a spot. You know, they used him. So, yeah. and he's been cleared to wrestle since he's been cleared since November. So it's not like he's, cool. the injury is still there. So, I mean, he can do stuff if he needs to. I mean, at least he was cleared for light stuff in November, but he had a concussion, but he's good, you know, so he'll be, I mean, it's good to see. It was good to see him this weekend because you're not going to see him apparently on TV right now for them. But, but yeah. it's okay. We have Christian Cage with Jurassic Express. That makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Like perfect sense there. What's the reasoning? Because jungle boy liked christian cage and he was even younger than he is now so like ah, that's my new yeah, so that i think that's this that, that's 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 matt that's, hardy that's and really Tyler i party. think that's really i think the logic behind that storyline <laughs> is that like the jungle boy's like man i looked up to you when i was a kid and christian's like i i'll mentor you then and now that's the point so whatever you know yeah, I feel like it's that's the storyline with private party and matt hardy anyways but yeah, yeah so yeah, we'll that get was, we're that was what this that match. started at yeah yeah that, yeah, we'll get it. We'll see what yeah. happens. I guess we expect what we expect there, right? I don't think anybody expects Private Party to win, but it's no. going to be a good match. You know that yeah. they're going to do all types of cool shit. Isaiah and Mark, just they are very, very, very talented. They might be the best tag team since the Hardy Boys. You know, no offense to the Bucks or anybody else, but like, dude, they just don't get a chance to show it very often. 
I, well, we got to see it. This uh, is it. Rampage. This match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're recording the. They're recording it right now. I think. No. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we to- I've been doing spoilers. I just got the spoilers. I've been doing spoilers for it. So my friend <laughs> just sent me that. Like that match just finished up. So yeah, they got, we got that match. I'm posting Rampage. the spoilers. I'm not posting uh, them. I'm sending them no, into another site. You know yeah. what I mean? So they can post them under my name. But yeah, we're spo- yeah. Here I am saying I don't spoil shit, and I am literally <laughs> sending in spoilers for the rampage to bring side uh, news while we're doing this. So whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Well, the next part of dynamite is CM Punk. He comes out in his long boys. He says oh, hello, yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, he mentions the long boys too at one point. Yeah. CM. He, uh, are those, do you call those tights, trunks, or pants? What are those really called? They're, they're yeah. Trunks. Trunks, are, right? No, these are tights. These are those long are tights. tights. Yeah, so CM tights was there tonight. It wasn't CM trunks. Trunks are the like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So trunks, CM tights yeah, was yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, he says he's got M- This is when he reveals that he still has MJF scarf and oh. that he did some digging and that you can get a <laughs> bunch of them, a bunch of these scarves on Amazon. And I actually did some digging and I found the exact scarf that CM Punk had with him. It's the. F R A A S plaid oversized cash mink woven and it's fifty dollars on Amazon. So Punk was uh, downplaying the price just a little bit, but imagine that. Uh, uh, but he's making fun of the the scarf. Punk exaggerating uh, about something online. <laughs> <laughs> he then uh, he then talks about Long Island and that it's made in Long Island, and he knew it wouldn't be made of strong material. Just shitting on Long Island. Uh, he then he says he's beaten FTR. He's beaten Wardlow. Strong Low, Island. Sean... If you ask Tony Nese, <laughs> it's Strong Island. Surprised Tony Nese didn't show up. Hey, maybe that's what happens next week. Tony Nese shows up and kicks the shit out of him. Is Tony Nese from Long Island? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and they actually have... introduce him as from Strong Island. Like that's what that's is right. like. Okay. like yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I was saying. Like he should show up now. Storyline. Yeah. There we go. Well, that be the the it, spoiler next all... week. Yeah, it's almost like they could have set that up, but instead uh, they announced that they're they're in Chicago. Wow, can you yeah. believe it? They're finally going to Chicago. I can't well, believe. So- that, there's something I, mean, I have my, that's you bringing up everything that's been brought up in my group chat today about this. And I had to like make a comment to them too. So I, I wrote about this, like Chicago, they heavily have plans to cement themselves as number two market Chicago. Like they, that's going to, there'll be no doubt when anybody goes to Chicago that you're going into AEW territory. So they will be running in Chicago. They, they had plans to run two pay-per-views a year there at one point, you know, like out of the, four, out of their potentially only four, they were thinking about doing revolution and, uh, all, all out there every fucking year you know plus uh thanksgiving pre-night night uh rampage or dynamite the wednesday night dynamite before thanksgiving is going to be there every yeah. year too in chicago so i mean yeah no i mean everybody that's i don't blame them that's a huge hot market you have four or five huge arenas that you can rent obviously sell out anytime you want to go there and uh you know a wwe it took advantage of that market for a long time. So they're going to milk the shit out of it. I guess the South, you know, Florida is probably their number one because that's another place that WWE, you know, kind of takes for granted. So, I mean, it doesn't, it's a good yeah. business. Yeah. It's as a much huge as wrestling market yeah. in the eighties and nineties that just has gone unused for a while, you know, WWE doesn't treat it well. And they're going to, that's Tony's home base. That's where he's from. So he's, he said, he's like, that's, that's our number two market. We're going to come in there and, you know, just bang those out and steal that like that audience from everybody else. And you're going to know you're going to come to AEW territory when you come into the Chicago area. So, I mean, it works. Yeah. Yeah. It it works. It's worked for sure. I mean, they, they seem like, I feel like they're there every other week when I watch it, but then you see that it's, it still sells out. It still does amazing. So it's like, why wouldn't, Mm -hmm. 
Why wouldn't they? I'm just upset because yeah. we haven't had one in Toronto yet. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of logistics. I think. Oh, well, yeah. There's a lot there's of logistics with getting people to Chicago. I mean, I mean not Chicago, but to to Toronto, especially right now with the border and stuff. Like it's just it's that's there's a lot of stuff going into international work right now. I mean, they should have yeah. been in England by now. They had plans exactly. to be in England uh, last year. Yeah. Yeah, it w- I mean, it's true. Yeah, it, and it, it will come. It, it definitely it'll come. will come. Oh, it's definitely coming. Yeah. But like, yeah, man, it'll be yeah, a while. It'll be a while. Just and it's not. It's, it has nothing to do with the, the fans or the market not being there. It's 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 we're in a, we're in this shitty area. Of, we're a time for travel. Yeah, and it's, it's not true. easy for a lot of people to get across the border too. Because I think the, what's the vaccination requirements for bringing. Uh, people into canada you have to be yeah. vaccinated you have to yeah vaccinated you got to travel in you there's got there's all sorts of there's all sorts of stuff well, with borders and i stuff. think about 60 percent of your roster is vaccinated and that's about it so you're looking at you know not even being able to bring just over yeah. half the people on your roster and a lot of those are probably your talents that are doing more indie stuff that are working everywhere and not your upper tier talents that don't have to if they don't want to you know what i mean because they're not out there having to work shows every weekend at places that require it so there's a lot to do with that that I think that people don't realize as far as where they can run too. So like a lot of these yeah. places, you know, it's hard for them to run in cities and play states that have these weird mandates too, because they're not going to get to use the people that they want to use as well. And sometimes there's exemptions. Like I think New York has a, uh, like an entertainer, uh, yep, like, they do. Inter- like an entertainer, uh, a loop, like an exemption. So that's why when we did grand slam, they didn't even fucking test any of the wrestlers that were, uh, competing because they didn't have to get vaccinated or showed proof of, and that's why they had to go through the whole roster. But then half of them didn't get to do Comic Con, you know, because they have to be vaccinated to do that. And it's not an entertainment thing; it's an appearance thing. You know what I mean? So it's it's a different. Oh, there's a lot of weird shit that goes into booking yeah. you know, with this vaccination yeah. stuff right now that people don't realize is like it's real. But they'll it's come. Real hard. Yeah, it'll come. If you it's build gonna it, They will come. That's... Yeah, we'll get uh, everything's we're... getting better. So. Yeah, yeah, it will. I have hope. Yeah. I have hope for the world yeah. one day. I'm. Back to CM Punk, he's talking shit about some MJF who eventually comes out and MJF does have a new scarf and yeah. says, cut my music. And Punk says, yeah, cut his crappy music, uh, which is just this. What a dig. Uh, uh, he then says, you want to see us wrestle, says MJF. Well, it won't be tonight. It'll be next week. How about next week in Chicago, CM Punk versus and he leaves us hanging like he's done the past little while. But he finally says it. MJF. It's on. He says, uh, though, however, you know, we're in Cleveland and there's significance in one gentleman's career. But they want the match now. And uh, instead, I'll take you to Chicago. And then he just starts to berate CM Punk. He cuts him down saying that he's he left us. He 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 left. He went took his ball. He had a fake smile. You blame everyone else on your failures. And then he says, you've left, left us before. And on February 2nd, I'm making sure you leave wrestling again. And then he says, why do you people cheer him? Because he left you before. He'll leave you again, just like LeBron James. And the crowd, boo, MJF. He definitely set it up properly with the little T's. And a, and a good uh, good nod to the uh, podcasting thing too, where he just would go and bitch about it on podcast. Yeah. that was a nice that was a nice yeah. jab too. I'm surprised I didn't he didn't actually. I'm I'm surprised I didn't take that a little deeper and mention about how like that 
friendship too between him and Colt Cabana and stuff. He kind of says it. Yeah. He mentions that and he mentions like, like suing people and and getting sued and lawsuits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So So, MJF again, likes to take the real things Mm -hmm. and kind of bring it back. Um, I'd be interested to know what punk didn't approve for that because a lot of the stuff that they do in the back and forth, he shoots down. So like, this is all stuff that punk approved for them to say. So like, what do you think MJF tried to get through? That's what I really like to know sometimes. Uh, I, I, I know it's uh, what, what, what's the right thing. Low hanging fruit to make fun of what his UFC, but I feel like MJF hasn't touched the UFC quite enough as I think I was expecting. So maybe that's something that is like, Hey, don't maybe don't talk about that as much. Because he's had yeah. one or two little jabs and that's it. But well, I, I do... think that like there's a lot too there. I think those guys really respect him for going and doing that, even if he lost. You know what I mean? Of like, course, that of course. Guts to go out there. And, no, 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 one hundred percent. So like, I think that a lot but of those it's, guys. That's what I mean by the low hanging fruit because it's yeah. so easy. So I do feel like there could be more to that. But instead, yeah. he's going because it's just as equally as like yeah. saying that or like, oh, you left us. So it's like it is kind of like. Yeah, we 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 know, mm-hmm. but he it, it's it's still a good story. I pretty much I I've been liking the the story between them, and I do want to see this match, and I'm happy that they're finally at least telling us that we're getting this well, match. If Chicago wasn't sold out, you know it's sold out now. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. That's going to sell that out, knowing that they're going to get that match on TV. Yeah, that's a pay per view match. Yeah, that's definitely. I didn't think we were getting match. that till pay per view. I think we could. Honestly, I think I that was MJF. Does MJF give Punk his first loss and then they rematch it at Revolution? Yeah, got to, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he's MJF's, first. It, yeah, yeah. And you don't have, I mean, oh, man. Yeah, I would say I would say you have to do that. You have to, because you. I, I thought you were building this for a pay-per-view. So, yeah, like the, the feud has to continue something here. There's got to be some MJF shenanigans maybe, or if it's or maybe it's clean, too, and then Punk's got to, like, redeem himself somehow, or I don't know. I'm very interested now with this because I was totally expecting this to drag out for a while longer, but... I still can. It's still, it still yeah. will. I, I oh, feel yeah, like... I have a feeling, too. It's not going to end, but, yeah. like... Yeah, like, do we get a multi-match series now like we've been getting with all of MJF, like he did it with him? He's had it so many times. He kind of you know already I mean? did that, though. Yeah, he kind of already Yeah, did so that. that's why I'm wondering, like, are we going to re... I mean, that's going to get old and redundant, and people are going to get tired of that shit if you're going to keep doing that. Like, oh, we're going to get another best of three or another... You know what I mean? Like, how many yeah. times has he done that now? So, like, if he, you know... Uh, well, I'm interested Punk, to see what happens next week. That's a that's a that's a huge dynamite match too, man. I think so. It's a huge Big match. event. I thought they would do that for the first TBS show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were going to do that, but stretching it out, I think, is something that they will do as well. Yeah. Punk uh, cuts more of the promo, saying that you're just a fan. You're standing in line to meet me, and uh, next week, which he did. Yeah, which is they funny. Got pictures of that. Did. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You're the one listening to those podcasts too. He commented on too, which (laughs) mentions the podcasts and then uh, says, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'll get knocked down, but I'll always get back up. And MJF says, Ooh, yeah. Great choice of words. Let's test that as FTR Wardlow and are walking down to the ring when Sean Spears attacks from behind and they all attack him. And there's some chair shots from the chairman and then Wardlow, he, he yells at Wardlow. MJF barks orders and tells him to powerbomb him. And you see, again, the hesitation. The crowd is hot for Wardlow. It's his hometown. Will he turn on MJF right here? No, he just powerbombs mm-hmm. CM Punk on a chair. And then MJF does the sit-down CM Punk pose, but on CM Punk's chest. 
while posing. Uh, very solid ten- symbology or whatever. Yeah, you know, to to ten- quote, uh, <laughs> Boondock saying symbology. <laughs> I'm getting Kenta vibes here because this is what yeah. Kenta does. As yeah, well, he did that to uh, who did he do that to at um, Tana? No, Abushi, uh, uh, Naito, Naito. It was Naito. Was it Naito? I think it was Naito. I forget Naito. Uh, MJF ends the promo and the whole segment by saying, while on top of him, sitting cross legged on top of him. Too. Yeah, he says, The same place your journey started, the same place it ends in Chicago next week. Yeah, great build for this match. Can't wait. Yeah, that's that's fun, and like like you said, ha- like we said, it happened a little sooner than we thought. But I mean, dude, what a you, know, you can't that's that's gonna tune people in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's something people want to see. So I mean, let's let's go and for Chicago, sure. Chicago. Yeah, like it'll said, be hot get, for punk. You give Chicago huge matches because Chicago is now, like I said, they're gonna make that their number two, if not their number one market. Yeah, I mean, depending upon your subjective standpoint of where you live, yeah. probably. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, well, we get uh, the acclaimed talking about what's been going on with Moxley, and they say that uh, Bowens is going to take on Moxley uh, this week on Rampage uh, as well. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't really mention some of the Moxley Danielson stuff because that definitely has my interest uh, with what yeah. they did on uh, Rampage with the with the, what Moxley who just came back leaves his match and then Danielson's just kind of watching him backstage. I thought that was a great little touch to definitely set up the match that we didn't get. So that is not mm-hmm. going to be a match that is given away for free on TV. I, I, uh, I think we're getting Moxley Danielson at revolution. Yeah. Uh, 100%. And I, I am for it. I, I wouldn't say I would be excited to see Dean Ambrose versus Daniel Bryan, but John Moxley versus Brian Danielson sounds Pretty badass. Take take my money, please. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna work stiff. They're gonna beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, they're gonna kill each other. Uh, this is the best. John Moxley's uh, been like the best shape he's ever been in his career. I got to see him firsthand this weekend, dude. The dude looks incredible. I, I actually drank with him in Atlantic City the night before <laughs> his uh, Nick Gage match. So to like just to look, and I make the dude's lost. I mean, you can just see the difference in his face. And yeah, his, look his at cut him. Yeah, and just his overall persona and everything, man. Is he's carrying himself different? So. He's uh he's feeding off a different uh type of high now I think so I think he's really enjoying the like brutality of his matches because like he was telling Homicide to fucking punch him in the face so I think it's gonna be a lot of Danielson and him just striking the shit out of each other. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, it's gonna be yeah. That's, yeah like you said you can't give that one away for free so. Uh, well, we go to Julia Hart backstage with Griff Garrison and she still has the eye patch when Mark Sterling says hey. Uh, the TBS champ Jade, she says, you're doing good kids. So she wants to give you a TBS title opportunity. Uh, but you just got to sign this and, you know, hopefully there's no injuries, more, more injuries that succumb to you via, via the eye. And Griff says, Hey, Julia might want to think about this before you sign it. And she yells at him like, no, I'll do what I want. Griff, don't tell me how to live my life. I patch Julia. There's some interesting stuff going on there too. I like this. What do you think? Do you think Julia's going to be the third member of the House of Black? I I mean, at this point, Julia is slowly being uh, like <coughs> the the symbiote mist is yeah. taking over her. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even get... showed her yeah. in their little promo package. They, did. they featured her, and it. I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Like, he sprayed her in the eye, and she's now infected with it kind of thing. That's what I think what happened to I his think, eye. I uh, think, yeah. Like, I mean, go to the eye doctor and fix it. They're teasing, they're teasing Pac and how he's got some, like, issue with the House of Black, but he's, like, Daredevil, and he's blind and all that. But I mm-hmm. think... I think there's potential that he joins as well because he is conflicted. Julia Hart joins. I joked a few weeks ago on the show that the Griff, the varsity blondes, Griff and Brian should be the new brood in this thing. If we're going that, that direction, really cool. but then there's a whole, like that's a whole unit, a whole stable, but Julia is definitely turning evils and they're definitely yeah. doing this weird angle. And I'm not necessarily against it, even though Julia, Julia did not sound. Bro, she can be, <laughs> become the black heart. Julia. Yeah. Blackheart. Yeah. It's like, going to be great. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, our next match is Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. This match happened because Dude. Layla Hirsch is mad at her friend uh, Statlander, who kind of get getting all the success. The storyline was weird last week. They said that Layla was it Layla Hirsch who's like, "Hey, because of you, I'm out a lot of money." And then they yeah, yeah, really, you cost me didn't, money. You t- you, <laughs> she gets to go to the pay window. His man yeah, was yeah, saying, they, it's all about the pay window, brother. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't say that last week. She just said, I'm out a lot of money because of you guys. And then this mm-hmm. week, commentary quickly are like, hey, because, you know, she lost. And when you win, you get paid more. It's like, yeah, obviously. But the way she said it was like, yo, where's my money? You made me lose my money. You it was great. Money. It's good. And it brings realism into it, too. Because, like, you've heard that for for years, like the pay window. Like, oh, you got to win. You got to go to the pay window. And then finally, you get somebody being like, you know, you're fucking with my money. And that's just a good way to have a story to work a storyline into something that you didn't have before. You know what I mean? It's just a good, simple, something simple. And it gives them something to feud about that they didn't have before. And now they're on TV. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Layla fan, man. She's great. I'm a, I'm a, I love hanging out. I love seeing her at these shows and hanging out afterwards. She's, she's just fun to talk to. She's awesome. I'm a huge Layla Hirsch fan. I mean, at least it gives some sort of story and I can appreciate yeah. them uh, trying that. But Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet have a match. Um, Red rushes the ring here. She doesn't even stir it up. That's how mad she is. And she drops Layla down. There's strikes and going back and forth. Layla takes her down into the corner and running drop kick into her face. Uh, there's picture in picture where Layla's throwing her around again. But when we come back, Red hits like a stunner. Hits a spear. There's then submission trades. But Layla, who's more of the striker submission expert, rolls Red Velvet up and grabs the tights to get the win, which is definitely definitely cementing this. I mean, we we already knew she's healed, but definitely mm-hmm. showing that there's a different side of her here. And then after the match beats her up even more, which then Statlander comes out for the save to chase her off. But Layla wins by sneaky roll up. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. And yeah, I mean it, it serves its purpose. You know, you you're like you said, progressing the heel turn. Uh little vengeance for the for Costner that money, bro. It's all about that pay. It goes back to it's yeah, all about that, that pay window. She's just really mad that yeah. she's out of money. I, I didn't I didn't love this match, but I do think it's setting up to the 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 the, the main story is that rematch between Layla and Statlander, which now the yeah. characters are changed. So it, it'll yeah. it'll I think that's where I, I would like to see her join team. I've been saying it for a long time. She's team Taz material, bro. She, especially as a heel. She's Layla a shooter. Hirsch? Yeah. She's a shooter. She can toss people. You know what I mean? She's a, she throws suplexes. She's a striker. Like, I mean, she, she would fit that mold. Uh, but I mean, yeah. she, you don't know, you don't always got to staple up everybody, I guess. But like for a long time, I've been like, Oh, that's perfect for her. If you need a storyline, put her in team Taz. That's your female, you know what I mean? in team Taz to have somebody and everything. And, but you know, 
Uh, and they could, yeah, but yeah, I want to yeah. see the Statlander and her match. And that's probably what well, you think that's probably going to be revolution too, I would assume. Right. Uh, I would assume maybe next week or the week after and maybe potentially, potentially down the line, but I mean, uh, I love Statlander. I, I, I mean, there's I'm only three fan. weeks before Rev. I mean, what we've got a month now, so we've only got four dynamites before the pay-per-view, right? Oh, really? Month. Yeah. I mean, it's March 6th is revolution. So next Ooh. week will be the first February show and then it's a short it's a short month so we got what three in february and then the first the go home so i mean if it was me i would say that's your pay-per-view that's your pay-per-view match between those two and you progress it a little bit more but i mean you got some tv to fill too so who knows yeah uh well there's a house of black promo we kind of already mm-hmm. talked about it but a julia bit, yeah. hart shows up there uh they talk about being thankful brody king appears and they talk about pack denouncing the house and you'll be humbled and pray for salvation and you'll be, you will be saying thank you. And then they end with just like death, we are inevitable. Clearly uh, the house of black, big fans of Thanos, but uh, yeah, uh, they, the best part of this, uh, I, I, I like the, the weird Gothic uh, stuff. Cause I'm always super into that, but the, the, the highlight for this was the flashing of the image of, the eye patch, Julia Hart. It's like, hey, yeah, there is, there is, te- there's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I like that. Pa- I like that. Pat, Pat, I like what you're saying. Like, I like that too. That he's he's conflicted with it, and he could easily. It looks like they're trying to recruit him, and they're not recruiting Julia. Like, it's just like hers is going to be more natural turn, which I feel like is the storyline there. And like you said, I think Pat can end up joining eventually too, because they kind of done away with Death Triangle. I don't yeah, know. and like we yeah, got yeah, them on yeah, hold because yeah. now like. Phoenix is hurt again for what three months or something like that. Is it? Three, is it? I, I don't know. It was a hot minute, man. He, he or is it three weeks? It was the number was three, three was in it. If, if three was in it, I don't remember. I but it was he's weeks. hurt for a hot minute. So I mean, that's yeah. another month. So we might not get him until after the pay per view. So there's your. This is your program until then, at least you know. Yeah, true. Uh, I could see them uh, getting rid of the death triangle thing. It never really took off because he was it, Pack was just never really there, uh, messing up. And that's COVID problem. again. That's COVID. Yeah, COVID that screwed that up. Yeah. And they put they put Excalibur in that for some reason at one point and then just acknowledge this, just didn't ever, like never mention it again. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. One <laughs> week they were like, and they literally called Excalibur the newest member of death triangle. And then the next That's week, weird. like Pat couldn't come back because of COVID. And then they were just like, Excalibur should wrestle then for them. <laughs> forget it. There's like, forget it. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I guess they had some ideas and it didnn't play through, yeah, which COVID just, yeah, just let up. it go. Yeah, just let it go at that point. Uh, Sam, yeah, Sammy Guevara's got some cue cards during the picture-in-picture. Picture. He says, uh, hey, I'm Do you I'm think he champion. writes those himself, or do you think somebody in production writes those? He must have great handwriting uh, because I, they look pretty good. I think someone yeah. writes them for him. Very I, would nice. assume, I would assume so, too. But it's, it's beautiful, and it's always the same person. Yeah. You can tell like, every time. I don't person. have penmanship like that, but he talked about yeah. he's the true pillar of the company, climbed the ladder. He didn't politic or brown nose. This is all he's not saying this. It's just on his cue cards. Yeah. And then he says uh, he's worked for two years hard and, and he worked on his vlog and now he's a supporting role to a key player. Um, I didn't understand why he had to say I didn't politic or brown nose. Is that a dig at Cody or something? I like it's kind of healers to say that, but. Uh, yeah, I guess because everybody's been making that comment about Cody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who else used that? Somebody else was saying that. Uh, Dan Lambert was saying that too. Yeah, uh, I guess so. So yeah, I guess that's I guess that's what that is. 
Yeah, uh, we could get some Sam- great TNT title matches with Sammy down the line. There's so many different I just, people. Miro's coming back, and Miro's got to get his belt back, bro. So that's why you you do True. this. That was True. why Cody didn't keep the belt. I mean, that's you got to put the Miro's got to be back soon. So I'm assuming that this is where we're getting now. Is we're getting just like, yeah, filler until Miro comes back to redeem himself because he is the redeemer. The redeemer. He's got to get back in his God's God's good graces. So he can go back to his flexible life because something's standing in his way. So shit, we got to get that. You just cut every promo he said in the past little. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. amazing. He's he's yeah. one of the best promos. So I, it's about time for him to come back. So I, I think that's why we did the Sammy that saying great. that stuff about Cody. And I think it's going to set up Miro coming back eventually to fill in that role. Uh, well, then we go to Tony Schiavone in the ring. He's got these PWI awards and out comes Britt Baker, who, who gets these boos because she's rocking the Pittsburgh colors. Uh, she mentioned she's won best female, best, uh, most improved and match of the year for the lights out match. She says it truly was the era of DMD and she's had nine single victories. And that's just like how Mayfield was sacked nine times. Um, I'm not a huge sports person. I watch that's the Cleveland sports, Browns but, quarterback. So she's but I understood, taking a shot. Yeah. The crowd I think reaction. That's how many times, I think that's how many times the Steelers sack Mayfield. Got you. Yeah. In, in their last game. So I think that was like a good jab at that. Like, so I mean, the crowd reacted. I, I mean, I don't, I know my sports knowledge comes from wrestling more so, yeah. uh, unless it's a hockey, I'm okay. In, but I was yeah. going to say, you're wearing a hockey jersey. Yeah. Here, hockey, I'm okay. Is, this, is it yeah, for, yeah. is it for show? Yeah, yeah, hockey, hockey, I'm all right, but yeah, <laughs> uh, and some baseball, but definitely not American football, not my strong suit. Um, a great cup, you can tell me all about that, right? Canadian <laughs> football, uh, because I work in the media, yes, but I don't want uh, bigger I, both ways, longer. Roman Reigns, bro, Roman Reigns, CFL former the rock for he played CFL. at Georgia Tech, man. That's where Atlanta, wow. I mean, that's that's my area. I, I've been watching <laughs> him in college, like, no. bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Well, she makes a lot of sports references here, mm-hmm. and then she talks. She almost does a Kurt Angle throwback here with a broken friggin' wrist. She says, and she's done all this, and she's the only Baker that matters. It's a utopia. It's a Britopia, and no, anyone could have made it their division. Anyone who was going through the past little while this year, but I was the one who jumped and took it, took it for the taking, and I won't settle until I'm the female of the decade. So she's claiming her. She's not done. Even though she's the champ, step to me, says Britt Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Good promo. Yeah. Always a, a I like how promo. she uh, made a comment about how she hasn't done much on the, She hasn't used the mic much lately. She hasn't done much talking. I'm like, that's awesome because all you've done is like talk <laughs> shit. Yeah. You have so great. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. such good. She's so good. She's great. Well, she's we go to, uh, I mean, she's talking about the lights out match, but now it's time for her hubby to have a lights out match adam cole versus orange cassidy main event beach break in this lights out match they remind us that the lights go off and then when they come back on this never happened forget about it this this next match it never fucking happened we get orange cassidy in the next level because he takes his sunglasses off his own glasses and he crushes them and then he runs at Adam Cole. He's he's not messing around in this match. He means business. Uh, they're throwing each other around ringside. And then Adam Cole throws him into the guardrail. So Cole goes underneath the ring to grab something like a weapon or a chair when he, he feels some tension. And it seems like someone else is on the other end pulling a chair for the big reveal here in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Dan Housen is very evil. 
It was very, very. Wow. Lo- I was like, oh shit, was I, I, I should have had my Danhausen stuff nearby. I'm, I, I don't, where's it at? Damn it. Very Botch. unexpected. Botch. I have Danhausen merch nearby. Where the. F- <laughs> <sighs> Probably toys. I, I mean, now he's going to have a lot more because he's all elite. Dan yeah, they made the official elite. announcement. They made the official announcement. They got the graphic and everything. Yeah. So Danhausen is, uh, for those not, uh, how, how would you explain Danhausen to someone who doesn't very know evil. He's very evil. Very yeah. evil. He's very evil. Dan Housen is probably one of the best characters in wrestling and as long as I can remember. He has done such a good job building that brand of just being the one of the most unique personalities in wrestlers in modern memory. And he's very good in the ring. He's incredibly talented and funny. And I think everybody that is not familiar with Dan Housen is in for a fucking treat because he is just – Man, he's fucking, he's great, man. He's and I, yeah, I really, 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 really. Here's what I want: I want him to be the only person that Abaddon talks to, and that like she would, you know, because she never speaks, yeah, just yeah. screams. But for some reason, she says things, or maybe she doesn't even like say words. She just like like clicks and stuff at him, and Dan Hauser can like translate everything that's going on for everybody. That that's like her buddy. I really want that to be a thing. I cannot wait. I, I feel hope like do it. yeah. it's there. It's there. It's, it is for, there. Yeah. I mean, he's like the face painted guy. He he's definitely been all over the Indies and stuff. Was he a demon? Is that his thing? He's like, he's yeah, a demon. He's, he's got the bag of teeth. He's cursed. He curses it's, people. It looks like uh like the exorcist uh mm-hmm. demon things were definitely the influence there. But yeah, he's like I, I, I am interested in seeing some of the comedy stuff that he can do oh. with Orange Cassidy and, and stuff. Him on B being the elite. True. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the cameos of just him being so doing he just, crazy shit. It's just, he's like a little like creepy little yeah. guy with the yeah. face paint. And then he stops Cole from grabbing the chair, which Cole is then just like shocked selling it. Like, I don't know who this guy is, It's but it's not Johnny Gargano. And yeah. then Dan not just creeps away. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. escapes. And then the match continues because that distracted Cole to get a tornado DDT from Orange on the outside. Uh, there's a picture in picture. And if you were watching, there was a fire extinguisher spot and more chairs. And uh, when we come back, there's the, the, what I call the sushi Garoshi lift, not the Ushi Garoshi, but it's the suplex lift into that, mm-hmm. like the last shot move. Uh, but it's a kick out. There's then a low blow from Adam Cole, but he's selling his own hand and orange Cassidy reveals he was wearing a steel cup. Hey, who watched GCW this weekend? Do you think? Do you think Tony did? Yeah, I mean that's two. The... That's two things directly taken from the GCW pay per view this weekend. I don't care what well, anybody says. The well, ladder match do, starting yeah. in the ring. That was the Matt Cardona fucking uh, uh, cup yes. spot. Joy Janela, dude. Yeah. Two, two of them right there. Well, they 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 say that this is what Adam Cole has hit Orange with quite a few times. But yeah, it is very funny that it happened this weekend. Um, then they, they have orange hit Cole with the Panama sunrise or the orange sunrise for a kick out. That was crazy. They start to brawl up the tunnel. They go backstage again, like last night on, uh, NXT, there was a brawl through like, here comes the pain here. And it's kind of the same, but instead we see Tony Khan, Jerry Lynn, Adam Cole slams orange through a table, like a DVD, almost second like second time, wasn't doesn't... it? That was the second table. Cause they went through the timekeeper table yeah. up front already too. Yeah. Yeah. There's and tables galore. How about Jim Ross putting over Jerry Lynn going into the independent wrestling hall of fame, a yeah. GCW production this weekend where I was at that Saturday night too. And man, that was Jerry Lynn's speech was awesome. And yeah. Shout out Jerry Lynn hall of fame. Side note. If you need to watch it, 
I've never, I was never expecting Sean Waltman to be so nervous. He, 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 he could, he was struggling to get through the speech. He was just so nervous to induct Jerry Lynn in front of all of us, all 150 people in there. <laughs> this is Sean Waltman who's performed at WrestleMania. Yeah. And he's like, literally like, dude, KG, I was standing behind KG and he, we, we were talking at the bar and Waltman was, he was, you can see this point where he's just like, ugh. he literally has to stop for like 45 seconds, almost a minute where he can't even talk. He's just, every time he starts, he's getting overwhelmed and just nervous. And he's like, I might have to go save him. I'm going to, right, I'll be right back. I'm going to have to go save him. And then Waltman got it back together. The crowd like got behind him and plowed through, but just huge moment for Jerry Lynn. You yeah. Know? And just to even nod to that, I thought was like really cool because I didn't think they would mentioned that i was wondering if they were going to talk about that this weekend because punk was there as well yeah yeah and they didn't mention they it for punk, punk so you know when they didn't mention it for punk being there this weekend putting over or putting in uh praise act or anything i was like ah they're probably not going to mention it for jerry lynn but then they did so that was really cool yeah uh, and, and it's super cool i i all the flowers to jerry lynn one absolutely and i mean i thought for a second he was gonna get involved are we gonna get jerry too. lynn Versus Adam Cole, because that's like a weird dream match that you would never would uh, necessarily think of, right. but not against. But uh, so he, Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn eventually do get out the way and the brawl continues back out onto the ramp. Cole then goes up, up on top of the, the one of the, the tunnels. The little tunnel thing. Where and he looks like he's going to jump. Yeah. But then Orange Cassidy is up there as well. And then in a strange, in a strange finish, uh, I, I thought was where Orange Cassidy hugs him and then they, they fall off the top through. He kind of, he kind of ended up doing the, um, ba- he kind of turned into belly? a slum dog. He kind of into Bailey to Bailey or almost a, the slum dog or whatever. Stunt. I don't know what he kind of did something weird. It was some kind of suplex gimmick thing that he did, but yeah. I guess it was the hug forced hug spot is what they were really selling before he drove him through the random yeah. tables that are standing there next they're sitting there camouflaged to look like stage so it was cool yeah i mean th- i i i enjoyed the match i thought the finish maybe was a little flat for it but because uh, how did he just not escape from getting hugged i was like what's his he was overwhelmed just, with surprise yeah, so shocked by the hug shocked uh, hug, yeah was shocked hug. by the fact that he turned up behind him and surprised yeah. him with a hug from behind uh, still, still a pretty great match. I'm a big fan yeah. of both these guys. Um, but uh, yeah, cool to see them fight. You never see them. You, to, you don't see Tony Khan in the back a lot and stuff. It's cool. Any, yeah, anytime anybody asks me stuff like that, like, how, why could he just do this? And I don't understand. Like, why did that happen? I was like, ah, dude, because it's wrestling. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah, who cares? It's wrestling. It's wrestling. You who can't cares? break the hug. You can't break the hug. Yeah. It's kayfabe, bro. He had him locked in. Yeah, it was a strong true. hug. It was. Uh, well, all the best friends lift him up and they celebrate. So uh, yes. Uh, the best friends get there. It's it's kind of similar to uh, Britt Baker with her feud with Thunder Rosa because the 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 weird thing is like okay, well it doesn't count because it's no light, lights, the lights out. out and stuff. Yeah. So it's gonna be the same thing here where Cole's like, yeah, well you actually you never really beat me. You beat yeah, me. Yeah, I still I still yeah. don't. You still haven't beat me, but yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, that's a good thing because that's that's always good because now the bad guys can always still claim that you know what I mean. And the good the good guys go over and they get their like. They're shine and everybody's happy, but yet the bad guy can still always claim that like that match didn't count. Your yeah. victory over me, that didn't it's happen. pretty funny. It's a good it's, heel. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good, good heel, heel cop out to always yeah. be like, didn't happen, yeah. bro. Never happened. Uh, but solid episode of Dynamite. It had some things that like felt like um, I, I hate when they like keep going to matches. They 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 used to 
really yell at me a lot. Like, hey, this is happening. This is happening. They've definitely like slowed things down um, in the past few weeks, which is something I've noticed. So I've actually felt like the show flows so well and it still is such an enjoyable uh, two hours. But I thought the highlight of the show was that ladder match and some of those crazy spots. I still got to go look back at some of those uh, clips from that because it was just awesome and setting up all the other stuff going forward. But uh, pretty solid episode of Dynamite. What do you think? I it, I agree. It was probably one of the better episodes of Dynamite. I mean, it's only the third or third fourth one this year, but like it was probably the better one we've had. You know, one of the better ones this, so far, and it was really good. Actually, like every match served purposes. Didn't didn't seem like just wasted filler. Like why is this one here? You know, it all had progress storyline purposes, and they've done a better job with that. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of continuity with storylines, making stuff seem relevant, but overall that whole, like that opener set the tone for the night and they didn't, uh, they didn't slow down, man. Even, even when the match yeah. that like the, the Layla match was still good. Yeah. You know I mean, it didn't kill the, uh, you know, having the, that placement on the card, you know, sometimes that happens, even though the match is good, it's just where you put something on the card. Sometimes like even being there in crowd, you can just feel the energy change. And it's like, ah, but we lost them. You know what I mean? And you, how are you going to get the crowd yeah. back? But all night, it seemed to be just very well paced. Like you said, everything flowed together very well. The moments were up and down, but they didn't really have a lose everybody moment. They brought you, brought you down to point, like planned drops. It seemed like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like we're constantly rushing it and going to burn everybody out. It was like, all right, we gave you something. Then we're going to, you're going to enjoy this for a little bit. We're going to calm you down, but then we're going to kick it back up a little bit. It was like, it was just well done. It was a well done episode all around. What's I think your- yeah, I, I well. No, I agree. I agree. It didn't nothing. Nothing completely mm-hmm. made me upset or <laughs> made me hate it. Made me What's, wonder yeah. what the fuck was that for? Yeah, you know, there yeah. wasn't. There was because sometimes there's a lot of the shit. There's you know a I mean? lot like, of that. Yeah. There's a lot of like. Ah. I mean, that was okay, cool. Well, but what? Yeah. So what about uh, what about your your revolution card there? What do you what would you see there on the card? We mentioned Mox and Danielson. Anything else there? Hangman versus. I mean, it looks like we're going to, I'd say, well, we're not going to get Hangman uh, Archer apparently anymore, are we? Because that's going to happen in, not two in, uh, in yeah. two weeks instead. Not of, in Texas. Not in Texas or, or Florida, which was going to be joking with two of us. Let's have a Texas death match in Florida. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. So, what, who, I mean, yeah, do you think, I mean, I don't think that storyline pushes forward through the pay per view. So, I mean, yeah. What is what does Hangman do here? Does he get, Miro. get somebody new? Do you think he gets Miro? Miro versus Hangman. I mean, that would be awesome because you know Miro was supposed to be in that tournament originally, anyway, right? No, he re- he replaced he replaced somebody in the tournament and then got beat by Danielson, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so true. I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Do you? I think Miro's got to. I mean. I, the whole thing with Miro is he's got to redeem himself now. So, like, if, when he comes back, do you feed him to Hangman and then have him not win? And now he's still, like, battling this whole, like, I, I haven't redeemed myself yet? Or do you have him come back, fight, like, do it right away, and then he's, like, back on top? Which do you think would we get there? Do we get the chase of Miro's redemption? Or does he come back mm. finally, like, to be able to do it right away? Yeah, true. Uh Yeah, you could do – if MJF beats Punk, you could do MJF versus Hangman. Well, because they said – they said that. Remember, Punk said, once I'm done with you, I'm going for the world title. And I think MJF said the same thing, didn't he? He's like, yeah, I, whoever comes out of this takes the, is going for the belt next. Didn't they say that? Yeah, I think – I think. well, they kind of mentioned that it would be uh, – Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, think Punk, I think Punk alluded to it, and then I think MJF was like, yep, 
whoever wins this is definitely going for the title next or something, if I'm not mistaken. But I think maybe that's where you go with Hangman then, because they did set that up with Punk saying that a while back. So maybe you get Punk and Hangman. Yeah. Or you get MJF. I think it's too early for the MJF and Hangman, because those are your your two young cornerstones. And I think you have to treat those guys kind of like they did with Brett and Sean, where you have to keep them away from each other. For the most part, you've already you've already had them together in that program of the stable war, right? But yet, you know you, that you, I think yeah, you keep those yeah, two no, away from right. each other until you need yeah. to. You know what I mean? I because agree. like I they're, agree, they're yeah, because yeah. like whoever loses that program is gonna it's gonna hurt their overall momentum. You know what I mean? And it's gonna they're gonna fall a little bit in the program and the storytelling. You know what I mean? So it has to be a time, a right time for both of them to do that match. You know what I mean? I, I feel like now's that. Yeah, I feel like AEW is smart at uh, putting saving certain matches to have. Yeah. Like, it's almost like an ace up their sleeve to be like, okay, mm-hmm. now we can pull this one out. I know, I know. Uh, this this is absolutely not a spoiler, but uh, a likely for this mm-hmm. upcoming year. I think that if they did the Grand Slam with such a big match in that huge tennis stadium in New York, I feel like they'll they'll go for the repeat and do another big matchup in this probably the same venue in, oh, they're gonna do grand they're gonna yeah, do they're gonna do stadium. grand slam yeah I, I i'm imagining that you 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 hit some big match there whether it's like i don't know bring in someone do danielson versus okada do daniels like do do like another really big match that they did for yeah. that one and it'll bring in because they're really good at setting up their their proper things and some of them are on tv some of these are like free matches you don't have to spend your money to watch which is just awesome and crazy but uh, yeah, yeah and Nitro did that back in the day too. So I mean, they're they're pulling a lot of that business model in with Nitro, and that's what TNT did too. And back in the day, is they want to draw ratings because overall, like that's that's what wrestling is fueled. Even though like we try to yep. not ignore ratings, but like that's that's where the money's comes from. TV is where they get their money. They're not making their money off the house gate. They're making their money off merch and off TV and like the sponsorships they sell. And the more people that watch their TV, the higher they can sell their sponsorship rates for advertisements for. So like. Yeah, you're going to put big, huge matches on TV because you you need to convince these advertisers that, you know, people are tuning into your product and it, you know, it's a good investment for them to spend their money on you because you're going to have these eyes, you know, yeah. and WWE's yeah. kind of gotten away from that because they don't need to. They got to the, the contract they got just to have it on TV. Then they, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, that's one money. thing. Is like, well, hey, speaking of WWE, let you, we're talking about Revolution. I mean, this yeah. Sunday Royal Rumble. Without spoiling anything for me, good sir, mm-hmm. what, what what would you like to see in the Rumble? What are some things that you you who do you think will win, or maybe some surprises? Because uh, so as far I as surprises, see- man, I really don't know because there's yeah. so that's it's so wide. It's such a you know, there's no telling. I think you know, they keep saying. Waltman was just yeah, I think Waltman just because he's hot off his his yeah. last appearance this weekend. This weekend, I think in. they set up that too yeah. with him this weekend. He's going to be working a tag match, and he he made a comment yeah. about how young he is. He's like only six years older than CM Punk. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I think so Brock Waltman, wins the. I think Brock yeah. wins the Rumble. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, man. Is he in it? I didn't. Him a little bit he's not in yet. it technically right now, but I mean, he could but, lose to Bobby and then win it and face Roman again at the, the mania or whatever. But yeah, I would like I mean, to see, I uh, that's I mean, an now the situation over there, there's rumors honestly. that there's Rhonda winning the women. I, I, I think that's your good bet. I think that's yeah. a safe bet because I mean, that's, I mean, again, you, you want to put your 
money players in feature spots. You know what I mean? And that's Ronda. Like no matter what, I mean, if she hasn't been there. I mean, whatever you can be mad about it as you, you want, but like Ronda Rousey sells tickets and she, people know Ronda Rousey. She gets attention from other media outlets in other areas that aren't just wrestling related. And that's a huge, a huge draw, you know what I mean? And that's why the AEW was doing this with uh, Dan Lambert and, you know, junior dos Santos and Jorge Masvidal and the American top team, because you're getting coverage from non wrestling outlets. You know, you get ESPN picking up, you get all these other basic yeah. people that cover, you know, UFC because you got UFC world champions and showing up in a wrestling ring. So, I mean, even that's, that's, so it's just, it makes sense to put Ron in that spot. And I, I wouldn't be mad if she showed up and won. I really wouldn't. I think it would be a great pop, a great buzz. And, it makes sense business-wise. Yeah. I mean, it's a business. I would have, line, it's a business. Yeah, of course. I would have picked Rhea, I think, to to win mm-hmm. and give give some match there. But yeah, Rhonda, if that is is that true, obviously, then she probably yeah. She probably. Yeah, I think it. we said we're getting some surprises, of course, you know. But on the women's side, there's obviously a lot more room to add people because they have so many few females on their roster that you're going to get a lot of you know room to bring. She's already got Mickey James coming in as the Impact Champion, so you're going to get a lot of you know. A lot of, I don't know how much of that forbidden door that we're going to get people. I don't think we're going to get any AEW people at all. If anybody, if anybody, it'll be Chris Jericho. But I don't even think that'll be a thing. That's we were just, right. we were just. My Zoom hated the fact that Ronda's going to win the Rumble. And yeah, just completely. It happens, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was awesome to to get to chat with you here today. All about Dynamite. It was a pretty fun episode to talk about as well. Of course, Rumble is coming up. So, let the yeah. people know where they can find you and all, all your stuff and what you got going on, man, for sure. And uh, before I even get to that, I'll, I'll throw it out there, man. I, I'll come back and do this as many times as you want. I, uh, I know I'm going to the, I think I'll be going to the one in Nashville next month. Uh, that's the 16th of February. That's like a couple hours from me. I, pl- I put in for that one. I think they mediated me for that. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina is two hours away. So I'll probably go to that one. I know I think I'm going to do, I know I'm doing the rampage before revolution. They approved me from revolution. So I'll be at the media scrum for revolution. I'll be at that. Hell yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to go to the dynamite this Wednesday after because they're staying in Florida and shit, that's my birthday. So I'm probably going to do that whole run that week. And then I'm going to hit GCW up that Saturday. So bro, hit Ooh. me up anytime to do these. I'm going to be doing a run of these. I'll come on and talk wrestling with you anytime. And I usually have some good fun, st- fun stories from my, from my adventures to, to talk Excellent. about my AW trips. But uh, yeah, man, people can find me pretty much, uh, you know, I'm pretty easy to find. Just search me, Casty Haynes. I'm at bodyslam.net. You can find all of our work at bodyslam.net. You can follow the website account on all of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, just search the handle uh, at Body Slam Net. Uh, you can find me pretty much the same way. Just go and uh, it's C A S S H O O O L E, Casshole, extend the O. Lots of, I'm an <laughs> asshole. I'm Cassidy, Casshole. It's very simple. You can find me that way, man. I'm everywhere. Just, just type in Cassidy Haynes. You can probably find me that way. It pops up, man. I, uh, I'm easy. I'm, I'm very accessible. Guys, hype me up. Talk to me anywhere. Uh, look for our YouTube channel, though. There's some good stuff on there. I think people will enjoy some of the stuff we put out. We got lots of different podcasts dropping every day on our Body Slam YouTube channel. Uh, some different web series as well. Um, I'm in I'm in the off season of my Cassidy takes chops from pro wrestlers uh, series because it's just been really hard to schedule and shoot stuff the last few weeks. Uh, I'm supposed to do a bunch this weekend, but for some reason the only people that I was hanging out with were the ones I've already filmed episodes of Chops with, and I couldn't 
we couldn't sync up and link up to get any ones that I hadn't already filmed with somebody. And then the one time I did, it was three 30 in the morning and it was 10 degrees outside out in New York city. And I'm like, I'm not peeling off five layers to get chopped on the street at 10 degrees. I'm sorry, guys. I love everybody, but I was just being a little, a bitch for the cold, but uh, wrestlers, dude. Yeah. That actually got me featured in sports illustrated. Like I had a promising sports career as a child doing actual baseball and wrestling and in high school (laughs) and almost had a real athletic career, but what actually got me featured in a write-up and interviewed, not just like they covered my work, they did a feature on me and my Cassie Take Shots from Pro Wrestlers series. So go to the YouTube channel, check that out. There's some good stuff I've got. Yes, uh, I've watched Nyla it. Rose. I've watched Nyla it. Rose has lit me up a bunch. The one from AJ Gray, I think, is the one everybody really needs to see because he turns me into a video game character. I, I turn into King Hippo. I fly 10 feet back. It's, like, it's just like watching King Hippo get knocked out. It's great. Damn. Uh, yeah, man, I'm pretty easy to well, find. Awesome, I hope you yeah. guys enjoy the work. Find me anywhere, man. Holler at me anytime. I know I had a blast talking with you, brother. Let's chop it up again, man. Yeah, for sure, definitely, and likewise. Uh, always, uh, always down to to do some stuff with Dude, you. Dude, we're well. doing a lot of stuff, so I'll I'll circle back with you, and we'll definitely we'll definitely I got some ideas, so we'll we'll All be right, seeing perfect. more of each other on each other's products. I have a feeling so. Bless you, brother. And uh, to everyone who's listening and joining us uh, here, uh, to anyone who's in the Twitch chat here tonight, thank you. And anyone listening to the podcast, of course, we have so many other podcasts, patreon.com slash up next. We have our Rumble 2000 episode of Up Yours out. uh, Well, it should be out uh, tomorrow. That's out. And of course, our Up Next Rumble this Sunday on Twitch and uh, audience participation is advised because uh, we have some surprises. I mean, the WWE is going to have some random special appearances in their Rumble. You, you never have know run-ins, could bro? Show up. You got some we, surprise run-ins going? We, 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 we may or may not have some. Oh, I shit. may have said too many things. I may have said too many things. But we have lots of surprises, and there can only be one winner. But all the updates, guys at up next podcast on twitter we appreciate you listening and of course join us on the facebook page and group there up next group all that stuff and uh yeah uh cassidy thank you for hanging out with us hey man it was uh, a here pleasure, tonight bro. i had a blast thank you thank again, you man. very much that is it that's all take care goodbye be safe and hey uh sammy guevara is the undisputed champion mm-hmm. uh just of life as it seems lately just sammy two belts you got yeah. both of them now yeah that's it Good night, people. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details.